Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. A listener writes in today and they have a great question. The question is this, what does it mean that the Bible is infallible? What is biblical infallibility? Well, I can tell you that that this is an absolutely critical, critical question. And there's no way that I'm going to exhaust the depths of this question. Um, just, Just in the brief, you know, eight to 10 minutes that I have with you today. So there, there is more to be said about this. So, but here is, here's a brief answer. The inerrancy of scripture refers to the quality of being without error, whether caused by ignorance or deceit. Since God cannot deceive or even be ignorant, God is inerrant in what he thinks and in what he says. And given that scripture is the word of God, scripture too is inerrant. The infallibility of scripture points to the impossibility of error. To say that God is infallible is, is not only to say that he does not err, but, but that he cannot err. Since scripture is his word, the same may be said of the word of God. Some writers use uh, the term in a, in a looser sense to indicate general reliability in religious matters. But the word infallibility itself does not, does not suggest any such limitation, limitation. It is a stronger term than inerrancy, not a weaker term. Scripture is profitable for the people of God. All of it is God-breathed. The Bible is entirely pure, it's perfect, it's true. The Bible does not make any restriction on the kinds of subjects to which it speaks truthfully. Dr. Joel Beakey says this, The Reformers taught that the Bible's infallibility is exhaustive, for every word of every sentence is the breath of the living God. He is so right. Martin Luther, quoting Augustine's letter to Jerome, says this, I have learned to hold only the Holy Scripture in Aaron. According to Fred Kluster, this view of Scripture is alone in entire sola and tota Scripture. It's uniquely reformed, he says. Sola and toto Scripture has led Calvinists to stress that Scripture alone can bind the consciences of Christians. Actually, the Westminster Confession makes this point as well. In, in points 1, 1.10 and 20.2 and 31.4 for, for those of you who are super uber nerds, okay? Inerrancy relates to how the word of God is without error, while infallibility refers to how the scripture is authoritative. As Christians, we have an authoritative word that demands a response. And Jesus often issued hard words like, you must follow me, you must count the cost, you, you must follow me in all of life, which it divided his audience. It challenged them to count the cost to follow him. In all of God's word, there is an absolute standard and an absolute authority by which Christians are to ground their entire lives and ministries. As Christians today, we stand upon the shoulders of men like Augustine, Calvin, Luther, Owen, Spurgeon, and, and the list could go on and on, who, who stood wholly upon the scriptures themselves. Their faithful ministry and their preaching have stood the test of time because they believed in the inerrancy and the infallibility of scriptures, which is why they didn't fail to proclaim the whole counsel of God. Whether you're a pastor, a stay-at-home mom, you work a nine-to-five job in in a skyscraper or somewhere else, God's word is the same as it ever has been and it ever will be. 
God is faithful to his promises, for they find their fulfillment in Christ alone. Understanding the inerrancy and infallibility of Scripture is absolutely essential to the life and to the health of the local church and to the Christian life. A pilot will ground his aircraft even on the suspicion of even the most minor fault because he's aware that that one fault destroys the confidence in the complete machine. If the history contained in the Bible is wrong, how can we be sure its, its doctrine or its moral teaching is correct? The heart of the Christian message is history. Consider this. The incarnation, God becoming a man, was demonstrated by the virgin birth of Christ. Redemption, the price paid for our rebellion, was attained by the death of Christ on the cross. Reconciliation, the privilege of becoming sinners, becoming a friend of God. It was gained through the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. If, if these recorded events are not true, how do we know the theology behind them is true? We cannot have a reliable Savior without a reliable Scripture. That's what I'm saying. For many people, they, they just teach that the Gospels and the recorded words of Christ are only occasionally His. And yet, if that's true, then how do we know that we can trust Christ's teaching? If this is the case, as these teachers want God's people to believe, and then the gospel stories are just mere wishful thinking or, or their own personal view. If this is correct, then Christians cannot base their faith on Jesus Christ, but rather on the opinions of men. Those who believe that the Bible has errors are, are quick to accept uh, scientific theories that, that prove the Bible is wrong. But when we allow the conclusions of science to dictate the accuracy of the Word of God, one places the authority of science over the Word of God. And the consequence of doing this is, is the result in having to invent new principles of interpreting Scripture in light of science, turning history into poetry and facts into myths. And another result of this line of thinking is that people will not know how reliable a passage is, but they're instead going to think, oh, well, I, I just have to make something up about it. On the other hand, those who believe in inerrancy, they, they test all theories, including scientific theories, according to the scriptures. In other words, they are Bereans, as Acts, uh, Acts 17.11 says, that they search the scriptures to see if these things are so. That, that is what I'm saying. Denying biblical inerrancy leads to a loss of confidence in the scriptures, in the pulpit, and in the pew. You see, we need to be very clear here. Hear me when I say this. The problem is not with science, it's not with education, it is with the cold deadness of theological liberalism. Doubting the Bible's history, it opens one's calling into, 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 question, into question its words, which results in, in people losing confidence in the scriptures themselves. The people of God don't want opinions, they, they want to know what God has said from the word of God. A church without the authority of Scripture is like a crocodile without its teeth. A crocodile can open its mouth as wide and as often as it likes, but, but who really cares, right? Thankfully, God has given us his inspired, inerrant, sufficient, clear, and infallible word. His people can speak his truth with authority and boldness and can be confident because his word contains the, his instructions for their lives. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.